It's the heart of Cajun and Creole country, the hub city, the happiest city, the center of the once booming golf oil industry. Lafayette is called many things, but for those of us who live or grew up here, it's simply home. I'm Marie Elizabeth Oliver, reporting for The Current, and this is Lafayette 101. Lafayette is a parish. I was born in Acadiana and grew up here surrounded by a large, extended family. I moved away after college, and now I'm back, almost 20 years later, raising my own family in Lafayette. This has always felt like home to me. But there have always been things about Lafayette I just didn't understand, especially when it comes to government. In Lafayette 101, I used my reporting background to talk to people who really get Lafayette. In each episode, they share their knowledge and real-life experiences. Their stories help me to understand Lafayette better. I hope they can help you, too. So let's dig in. My name is Valerie nervas Padrine. I am 30, almost 33 years old, and I'm from Lafayette, Louisiana. I have already left, <laughs> and I have come back. Uh, I left for school, and then I returned for a multitude of reasons, um, mostly including family and culture, and a feeling that like can't necessarily be described that Lafayette gives me. I believe in Lafayette because there's a reason that people leave and come back repeatedly. Lafayette Parish was established in 1823 and is now home to more than 240,000 residents. The parish government is responsible for their collective health and safety. Think roads, drainage, fire protection, law enforcement. It's an umbrella connecting the dots between Lafayette cities, towns, and unincorporated areas. Lynn Guidry is a former Karen Crow City and Lafayette Parish Councilman and architect. He explains how Lafayette formed as a hub around one growing metropolis, the city of Lafayette. Back in 1836, the governing body of Lafayette Parish passed a tax to build five roads connecting Lafayette to Abbeville, Crowley, St. Martinville, Opelousas, and New Iberia. All roads led to Lafayette, and Lafayette became known as a hub city. And it was kind of an unofficial, I mean, it still is an unofficial title, but it was because we were the hub of the wheel of all the roads. And so, as an example, if you were in New Iberia in 1836 and you wanted to go to Abbeville, what you would do is you would go on the road to Lafayette and then go to Abbeville. On the way back, same thing. Well, what happened with that was commerce. The hub city nickname stuck. We even have the diner to prove it. And over the next two centuries, the city of Lafayette grew as a center for retail, business, culture, and higher education. As a result, the surrounding municipalities and communities evolved primarily around agriculture. The biggest difference I see is that, you know, obviously there's still an agricultural component to the parish. And there are, you don't see that in the city of Lafayette. Very much. You know, you might have little farms here and there, but you've got parts of Lafayette Parish that are very rural still and that are used for agricultural purposes. And by that, I mean not only growing crops, but also cattle, horses, you know, that kind of thing. When the city and parish governments consolidated in the 90s, 
The population of Lafayette, the city, made up 57% of the parish. The governmental union was built around a growing and thriving parish seat, which supported the smaller towns around it. But in recent years, the tide has shifted. In 2020, the population of the city of Lafayette made up just 50.2% of the population of Lafayette Parish. Its population remained almost stagnant for the past decade. Recent estimates suggest it may already be below 50%. Meanwhile, the surrounding cities continue to see major growth, none quite as dramatic as Youngsville, which has grown more than 96% since 1990. Guidry says Youngsville's growth can be attributed to a savvy transition away from agriculture. They're still in that sugarcane business, but they're also now in the land development business, which has made the growth around Youngsville and Broussard accelerate because it's so easy. A developer could go over there, deal with one property owner, deal with a reasonable city council, city administration, city a mayor, and, and get a project done and make money. And let's face it, that's what it's about, about making money. My name is Lauren Leon Packer, and I am 30 years old. I probably would have never left Youngsville or Lafayette had it not been for access to affordable property, housing, and flooding. So I went about 15 minutes north into St. Landry Parish to try to get a little bit of property and a house that I could afford to fix up and maybe not be at risk of driving through eight inches of water in bad rain events. But I cannot see myself ever living anywhere but Acadiana. Andrew Godley of Parish Brewing has built a beer company with a cult following in the city of Broussard. His story reveals why certain businesses have opted to set up shop outside the hub and illustrates one of the key tensions driving development in the parish. Godley discovered beer culture while working as an engineer for a Fortune 500 company in Pittsburgh in the early 2000s. When he moved back home to Lafayette Parish a few years later, he had a vision for what could be possible. He built a pilot brewery near his house with the goal of evolving to a space downtown. The beer experiment turned out great. The real estate quest, not so much. After finally landing on a potential space, he discovered it needed a lot of work. You know, it didn't have a connection to the city sewer. It was just old and something about it had been, you know, degraded to the point where it wasn't functional. And I needed to connect to the city sewer. And so that was a big part of a, a meeting I had with some of these folks, some of the bureaucracy within Lafayette um, city government uh, to essentially get their permission to proceed and do work and start building out this facility. Godley met with Lafayette City government officials. They told him he had to commit to building an expensive water pretreatment process and commission a professionally engineered report. Altogether, this would cost a few hundred thousand dollars out of his pocket. I'm an individual citizen of Lafayette that doesn't have a lot of money. I'm trying to start a business you know, organically within the city of Lafayette. The vibe was maybe you don't want to build your business in the city of Lafayette then. You know, it just made me feel very unwelcome. Like the the city was not – there was elements of the bureaucracy essentially that um, didn't want to accommodate me. Ultimately, Godley decided to look for real estate outside of downtown Lafayette and find what he calls 
a path of least resistance. He was shocked when he started investigating what it would take to open a similar brewery space in Broussard. You know, where where I met with in Lafayette, you know, eight, nine, ten different people uh, who all were asking me to spend additional money to do something in order to meet their requirements. In the city of Broussard, it was just one person. It was the mayor and, you know. Uh, when describing to him uh, what I thought I was going to have to do in Broussard uh, in order to get permission to build a business, um, based on my experience in Lafayette, uh, having to see all of the obstacles there, he said to me, son, let me just tell you something. This ain't the city of Lafayette. Godley says he understands the Lafayette city officials were just doing their jobs. They had no incentive to take a chance on a startup like his. But the city's red tape and lack of support changed where he built his business. In the end, Godley fulfilled his dream of building a global beer distribution company in Broussard, where the mayor was willing to do whatever it took to support his future growth. I believe in Lafayette because Lafayette believed in me. I'm a product of Lafayette. I was able to do all the things I've done in my life because I'm from here and because I was gifted the resources that I was gifted from the people here and from the from this city. And I'm, I'm forever grateful for those things. And even though people my age or older might have like things to say about Lafayette, you know, they, they have no other options. So I believe in Lafayette because those kids are going to grow up and make it their own thing as well. Lafayette is a parish built around a once vibrant city center. Now it's characterized by sprawl. But there's one piece of the puzzle not represented in this picture. They're known as unincorporated areas, meaning they're not officially part of any city, but they are a part of Lafayette Parish. This rural land has ties to both the past and future of the parish. Our small towns have grown immensely. That's Purvis Morrison, a former mayor of Scott and city parish councilman who served on the Lafayette City Parish Alignment Commission. He says these areas, while sometimes overlooked, are crucial to Lafayette's way forward. The small towns, I mean, they don't, they don't, they don't care to annex 100 acres of property and try to incorporate that. And this, it's very costly. But when all that's going to get congested, where, where, will, where will the parish go? into the unincorporated areas, that's where they're going to have to grow. So what plan do we have for that? Until then, there's an interesting dynamic at play. Parish residents in the more rural, unincorporated areas and residents living in the city limits of Lafayette are all lumped together under Lafayette Consolidated Government, unlike the cities of Youngsville and Broussard, who maintain their own governments. Unincorporated residents have a different relationship with their government than people who live in the city. They have access to fewer public services, but they also have fewer taxes and regulations. Morrison sees the benefit of the parish government supporting services to these areas because they pave the way for new growth. You know, I mean, that's the part. I mean, it it might not happen in my time. Might not be in yours, but at one point. It's going to be all, all is going to be up this one big metropolitan area. And that's going to happen. Morrison's vision echoes a long-standing view among local leaders. Lafayette is destined to be one big metro area. That was the logic of consolidation. 
the inevitability of Lafayette's growth. It turned out to be more complicated than that. Where we choose to live and spend our money shapes the identity of our parish. Our local government has an effect on these decisions, whether we like it or not. We're going to look more into all of these factors at the city level in our next episode. I'm Marie Elizabeth Oliver, and this has been Lafayette 101. Lafayette is a parish. Don't miss our next episode. Lafayette is a city. Lafayette 101 is a production of The Current Media Incorporated. Our theme music is by Lost Bayou Ramblers. The show was mixed and edited by Aaron Thomas. A special thanks to our media partners, KRVS 88.7 FM and AOC Community Media. You can read a transcript of this and previous episodes, as well as more how-to guides and reporting at thecurrentla.org.